Hello and welcome to the Monroe Method Clancast. I am Jason Monroe and this is episode 37. Oh, this is going to be fun. Do you know what? I've, I've been absolutely dying to dump this one somewhere. I, I have these kind of bouts of inspiration and trains of thought that wander. They usually happen either in the shower or on dog walks and I went off on one with this in my head. Like I'll even talk them out loud and practice how it would sound on a podcast or a live chat. So I'm excited to dump this one into your ear holes. So this, this comes off the back of me giving up alcohol. Um, I maybe touched on it a few episodes ago, but like my main, my maintenance weight, my normal maintenance weight was around like 170 to 180 pounds. And that's just how it was. I didn't track. I didn't put any effort into it. It was just what my weight equated to. Now, I gave up alcohol and I lost about 20, 25 pounds. Not because I drank a massive amount, but I drank enough for it to have an overall, do I even want to say negative impact? I drank enough for it to to have more of an impact than just the few beers I had on a Sunday watching the Formula One. That's probably a good way to put it. So if you've not listened to those episodes, go back. Do you know what? I've actually got the thing open here. When did I talk about it? Alcohol and weight loss. Episode 29. There you go. You can go and listen to that one. But basically, the calories involved in alcohol do not just stop at the alcohol itself. It's the knock-on effect, right? It's the way that you eat well under the influence. Um, the way that you eat the next day, the terrible sleep that you have and how that impacts your decisions, the food shop that you don't get at the weekend and then you have a week of grab and go, like it's it's endless. So I gave up alcohol in on the 12th of September 2022 and since then my weight has come down for no reason other than alcohol is no longer a part of my life. And that's what I'm going to talk about today because where my where my weight is right now is the lowest that I've ever been in my adult life, but only by a little bit. But in the past, I had to work very hard to get here. Like I always said in the past that I couldn't have abs because of how hard I had to work to stay there. So yes, there are people who, I'm not going to say that they're naturally lean, but there are people who are genetically predisposed to carry less fat around their abdominal area and they can carry higher levels of body fat and you can still see abs. Then you have people like me who are not genetically predisposed and I have to go to lower levels of body fat to have visible abs. Now, I don't care anymore, right? I'm almost 38 years old. When I was in my 20s, yes, I wanted to have visible abs. Um, It's not really something I've thought about much since. Uh, But it's something that's happened to me. And it's happened because I've removed alcohol. So like I said, in the past, I knew how hard it was for me to maintain that level of leanness and live the way I wanted to live. And that's what this podcast episode is about. Because I work with thousands of people, not just hundreds, thousands of people. Um... And everyone has ideas of how they want to look, mostly, 
Some of them care about how they want to feel, but most people are interested in how they're going to look, right? Or at least that's that's what it's like when they come to me. It might change once we've done some check-ins together and we've kind of worked on their values and their high-value goals and things. But for the most part, people want to look better, whatever their version of better is. And that version of better includes not carrying excess body fat or as much body fat as they have. But here is the thing. Your target weight, your goal, that number that you have in your head, how realistic is it for you to reach that? So let's go back to September last year. Did I think that I would ever get to below £160 in my adult life? No, because I didn't ever foresee a situation where I would want to go down to that level because I knew that I'd been very close to that before and it was unsustainable for me. Now, why was it unsustainable? Not because my body was doing anything, not because my body didn't want to be that weight, not because it was pushing back, not because I have some body fat set point that my body keeps pushing me back to. It was an incompatibility issue. And that's it. Because... The life that I wanted to live back then included alcohol, included takeaways, included all the usual stuff I normally have, right? And the way my lifestyle back prior to September equated to me having a maintenance weight of around 170 to 180 pounds. Now, it wasn't overweight. I didn't look overweight. I didn't feel overweight. That's just what it equated to, right? That's what my maintenance weight was. But again, this is not because of some genetically predetermined set point. It was an accumulation of here is everything that I do in my life. Here is the level of calories that it equates to. Here is the impact that it has on my life with exercise and sleep and all the rest of it. It is basically that's what we would call your lifestyle, right? This was my lifestyle. This was the body that that created. A 170 to 180 pound guy. And that was it. And that's what my maintenance weight was. Okay. And then get to September, decide I'm not going to drink anymore. There was a transition period where I went mental with alcohol free beers because it was just great fun and a novelty to be able to drink and not get drunk because I actually love the taste of beer. I love the act of opening one on a warm day or after a tough day or a whatever a long day at work. I love the, the way you can signify the start of the weekend by opening a bottle of beer and all that stuff. And I was like, God, I can do this now and not get drunk and have no negative side effects. But the knock-on effect to that was there was calories involved, right? And, you know, alcohol-free drinks are not without calories. They're drastically reduced, but they're not without calories. Especially alcohol-free ciders, Jesus. Um, so that novelty kind of continued through September, October, November, December. It started to wane after Christmas. And then... January, February, March, my weight came crashing down to what it is now. And I have been maintaining my weight here. So it's the 6th of June. I've been maintaining my weight April, May into June, around about 160. So this is my new maintenance weight. And I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything differently. Aside from the fact that I've removed alcohol from my life, I'm also being more consistent with my training. I did get myself a PT. 
When I say more consistent, that does not mean consistent. I am training anything from two to three times per week. It's supposed to be four, but don't tell them. Um, and this is where I am. So it's important. It's important to take the time and think about the place I'm trying to, for you, not me, but the place that you are trying to get to, the weight that you want to be, the size that you want to be, are you trying to fit into what, a size 8, a size 10, uh, whatever, I don't do well with sizes so I don't even know what they're like, um, ask my wife, I buy her jammies at Christmas and they're like tents, um, whatever it is that you have in your head, how realistic, like once you get there, because you can get there, how realistic is it going to be for you to stay there? What would you have to sacrifice to stay there? Because you can't do everything you were doing while you were gaining weight and expect it to lead to a different outcome, right? Things have to change. Things have to be removed. If you were drinking three bottles of wine per week and that contributed to your weight gain, that's going to be one of the things that has to change. But how much are you willing to change that? Are you willing to go down to two? Are you willing to go down to one? If you had two or three takeaways per week that and that was contributing to your weight gain, how far are you willing to go with that? Two a week, one a week, one a fortnight, one a month? What are you willing to do? Because there will be an incompatibility issue between here is the way I want to be, but here are all the things that I still want to do in my life. And I work with a lot of people who are sedentary, especially even more so since 2020. People who do not want to or do not enjoy exercise. But not only that, they're only doing two and 3,000 steps per day, right? Which is an extremely low level of activity. But they also want to be whatever. They also want to be nine stone. And, you know, we have to have some tough conversations where it's like, well, the weight that you want to get to is not going to be possible for the way that you are living. So you want to drink most weekends, you want to have a couple of takeaways a week, you also want to spend most of the time sitting down, but on top of all of that, you also want to be nine stone. This is unrealistic, right? And this is where these incompatibility issues come in. Now that doesn't mean that you should sacrifice everything to get to nine stone. You need to weigh it all up and ask yourself, like, what am I willing to do here to get to this weight? What is more important to me? Is having these takeaways more important? Is not exercising important? Is alcohol important? What do I want to keep? What do I want to not change? What am I willing to reduce? And how far will that allow me to go with my weight? So like I said, I spent years bouncing between 170 to 180, just depending on the time of year. 170 towards the summer months, 180 towards the winter months when we spend more time indoors, less time moving, more time eating. That's what weight maintenance is, right? I call that seasonal weight fluctuations. Um, and now, you know, that was when I was doing everything I was doing. And then with the removal of alcohol came this big drop in weight and, you know, my weight through the winter months came down to 160. I don't know if that's going to change as we get into the summer. Maybe it'll go down more. I don't know. This is quite a new thing for me. Like, I've only given up alcohol October, November, December. 
nine months ago. So this is a pretty new journey for me, so we'll see what the summer brings. But the only thing I've done is remove alcohol. And it wasn't that it was an incompatibility issue. It wasn't that it was stopping me from doing anything with my weight. It was just this thing I had never considered before that, you know, all of these different parts to your life that influence your weight, the more that you have, or the more that you hold on to, the more that you combine together, that is what equates to your weight. And the removal of one has meant this sudden drop. And now this is my new maintenance weight because I removed one of these pieces of the puzzle that was having an impact. And here we are. So yes, being lean sounds great. Having a six pack sounds great. Being able to wear a bikini and feel confident and like whatever it is that's important to you. These things all sound great in your head. But it comes down to how, how much are you willing to change to get to that point. It doesn't mean you have to. Like remember, this, this number that you've picked, this weight that you've picked, you picked that. No one else picked it. No one told you that's where you need to go. Like no one else is putting this on you. But the reality of the situation is you need to know that it's not just going to happen. You can't continue as you are and get there. You can't hold on to all the things that led to you gaining weight in the first place and expect it to lead to a different outcome. And it's one of those things where like people will say, oh, you know, I would give up chocolate, but I can't imagine giving up chocolate forever. And it's like, well, you don't need to give it up forever. You just need, you just need to go from what you're doing now to doing less. So rather than having two bars of chocolate a day, have one a day. Have one three days a week. Limit it to the weekend. You know, find a way of managing it so that it's less than you're having. You don't need to remove things. You don't need to go to the lengths I went to and remove alcohol. That had nothing to do with weight or anything like that. Those were personal decisions. Um, I spoke about those in episode, because I still have it in front of me, episode 21 about sobriety, if you're ever interested in that. I did it for personal reasons, because I wanted to be a better parent and a better husband and progress more with my business and reach my potential and all that jazz. So that's why I did that. But this is just a knock-on effect to that. So to wrap this up, is the life that you want to live and all the parts of it compatible with the weight that you want to be? Will you get to whatever your magic number is, nine, nine and a half, ten? It's always it's always round numbers and halves, right? Nobody wants to be nine stone two or nine stone three. Is it nine stone, nine and a half, ten stone, ten and a half? And are you going to be able to get there while still doing all the things that you want to do? While still eating out every weekend, having takeaways every week, drinking alcohol every weekend? Or is there an incompatibility issue? Is, th is the, the life you want to live going to allow you to get to within a stone of where you want to be? So I guess this, all, this also kind of comes back to like the yo-yo diet thing where, you know, you may follow a plan and get to a weight regardless, regardless of what you're doing because you're following something designed to specifically lower your weight. And the longer you follow it, the lower your weight will go. 
And if you start to regain weight, even if you've done all the great work, even if you've worked with me, even if we worked on the maintenance mindset and all that stuff, if you start to regain weight, that doesn't mean that it's a failure. It just means that the way you are living isn't compatible with the weight that you got to. So it's having to increase to be more in line with your chosen lifestyle. So you might diet down to nine stone, but your weight might come back up to 10. Now that's that's not a negative thing. It's not because you're yo-yo dieting or anything like that. It's that you took your weight farther following a plan than your chosen lifestyle is able to maintain. Your body has had to come back up to 10 stone to bring your calorie burn up high enough to match the number of calories you're putting in. So in that instance, you would say, right, well, if this is what my maintenance weight is going to be, and I'm really happy with all the choices I'm making, I'm enjoying my life, I'm, I'm managing to have social occasions, alcohol, blah, blah, blah. And this is where I'm going to maintain my weight. Fine, I'm happy to make that trade-off. And it's just about practicing acceptance of that rather than, oh, but I really want to be nine stone, but I also really want to keep doing everything I'm doing. And then it's just this never-ending incompatibility issue that has a negative impact on your mental health because it's like, oh, I want to be nine stone, want to be nine stone. Diet, 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 down to nine, back up to 10, down to nine, back up to 10. So it's very similar, you know, it's very similar to the last episode where I spoke about, you know, it's not your weight that needs to change, it's you. You can change your weight, but if you don't change, then your weight's just going to start going back up again. Now that doesn't mean you're going to go all the way back to the very beginning unless you've changed absolutely nothing about yourself and you're trying to do everything you were doing at the start. But it just comes down to it, like how much are you willing to trade off to become the weight that you want to be? And it's about finding that line between still being able to enjoy, because see all these people that you see on Instagram, all these influencers that are absolutely shredded, fucking veins popping out their arms, their muscles are totally defined. These people are fucking miserable. My God, they hate their lives, right? Don't let them kid you on. Not all of them, obviously, but many of them. Who do I follow? Oh, damn it. An Asian lady from America. Ah, oh, I forgot her name. And I'm having a productivity day, so I've sent my phone to work with my wife. Um, so I can't even check her name. She's quite big on Instagram. Either hundreds of thousands of followers or potentially millions. And she spoke about this exact topic, in fact, where she was going through a diet phase and she's done the lean thing, but it was unsustainable. She was having to do ridiculous things to stay at that level of body fat. Because you cannot have a reasonable life and also be that level of lean. Um, so yeah, it comes down to like, how much of my life am I willing to give up? Do I want to keep doing this the way that I'm doing it? If so, then I have to accept that this is what my weight is going to be. Or do you want to be whatever weight it is? And then it's a case of, right, well, I am going to sacrifice my... Friday night takeaway, three nights a month. My Saturday night bottle of wine, three nights a month. And it's just looking to see where you can make these changes so that you can bring your lifestyle into alignment with the weight that you want to be. Anyway, I hope that's been illuminating. Um, and again, as ever, share your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions. Um, 
take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram, or send me a DM even. What were your takeaways from this? No pun intended. I'll see you next time.